Anna and Elsa are back with fleek new dresses, fleek new eyebrows, and a fleek new hairdo. New songs and a new adventure where they explore the mysteries of their parents' past. Welcome to the Walt Vault with Michelle, Andre, Louise, and me, Emily. We're a family-friendly podcast where we pick a new Disney movie each week. We watch it, share our thoughts, and then relate it to pop culture, fandoms, and anything else that pops into our heads. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to The Walt Vault, episode 93! Uh, we're almost at 100. That's, Dude, that's, that's coming up! We're getting close, and we're, and we're we're ramping it up as we go uh, week to week here during the uh, March 2020 quarantine. Uh, March, March madness, y'all. The year of 2020. Well, right now it's March of 2020. Yeah, if you're listening true. in the far, far future where uh, America's been decimated and uh, <laughs> what somebody's listening like 40 years from yeah, you now to our this, podcast, you guys found dope. this podcast on a flash drive that was buried underneath <laughs> the ground and stuff like that. Good lord. Welcome to... <laughs> That's what they were looking at in the Holes movie. They were digging for that. Exactly. Yeah, but that was last week. This week, we are talking about the 2019 Disney animated film, Frozen 2. A.K.A. The Better Frozen. Oh. Whoa, Luis put oh. a thumbs down. I think I also disagree with that statement. Oh. Um, we're going to fight one time. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to fight. We're uh, going to we're going to argue vocally. Okay, let's do it. Uh, oh, frozen- you argue. <laughs> <laughs> you can argue with your fist. That's the fight, not an argument. It's a fight. Some people call it, I was in a fight like you were in an argument. It's uh, aggressive negotiations, <laughs> as the Jedi say. Okay. Moving That's on. Brainwashing, uh, you mean, Andre? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, then I want to start with Luis on this one because Luis didn't want to do the first Frozen movie because he put that off for a long time. So, Luis, what is your first impression of Frozen 2? It was actually pretty cool. Very, It, had, it was more action-packed than I had imagined, and I appreciated that. So it was... I like that. Luis gave a thumbs up for once in a movie that involves a frozen snowman. And the sound effect. Wait on. We'll get to that. Oh. This is a family that calamity. This is a family Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. But he still gave it a thumbs up. The first one, he definitely so did not. All right. Emily. Oh, and just so our... Oh, my goodness. Just so our listeners know, Luis and Emily saw it for the first time at home. Gone TV. And Andre and I saw it in the theater, but since then I have now watched it a total of three times this week. That's an issue. That's how good it is. I watched it three times this week. Um, Emily, first impression. It was good. Hmm. It's good. Hmm. I okay. like it. Um, well, I mean, I, my impressions are have a lot to do with what we're going to talk about, so I feel like it's going to come out. It's a good movie, I think. The music, not as strong, but the strongest song is very strong. So, did I laugh a lot? Yes. <laughs> I love Samantha. <laughs> Samantha. Oh, and Andre had fallen asleep that part of the movie. So, when we rewatched it, this time he was like, ah, get it. 
was like, yeah, you know who I, Samantha is. I, now? I didn't say I get it. <laughs> he did. I, uh, it's a good uh, movie. I'll, I'll it's a good go next. Movie. She's yes. had a good movie. All right, Andre, first impression. Uh, yes. Yeah, so when we saw this in theater, I um, I was sleepy and uh, and tired, and I may or may not have missed I don't know 15 to 25 minutes of the movie in the probably 30 in the spurs throughout throughout it. And I was I was drooling. I was drifting. I was doing a lot of that. Drooling is not a word. I was drooling and drifting. Um, drooling. So. <laughs> That's when you're drowsy. It's, it's the it's the verb, drowsy. Uh, so drowsy at the same time. <laughs> so my my very first impression upon my first watch was I don't remember a lot of that because uh, plots didn't interconnect and stuff like that. Upon this viewing, it made a lot more sense to me. Um, but that being said, I definitely like Frozen One better. Um, this movie is this movie is quite good, but. In the Frozen franchise, I think it's a dip. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I okay, we'll talk about that because I kind of agree, but in a but we'll talk about it. Okay, my first impression of this movie is once again, uh, I love it. I love. I really liked the first Frozen one, Frozen movie too. I like loved that movie. Um, it just got overplayed, right? So then you were like, please stop it. Um. But is Frozen 2, to me, personally, just as amazing? Absolutely. I like Frozen 2. And if you told me right now, like, if you asked me, do you want to watch Frozen or do you want to watch Frozen 2? I would say I want to watch Frozen 2. So that's why I think I like it more. But I don't know if that's necessarily just because it's new and I haven't seen it as much. You know? Because you made the comment that you thought the music wasn't as good in this movie, and I think the music is better in this movie. I said it wasn't as strong. That's a different... Yes, word. that's true. Okay. But I think Let's it's... Let's get into it. Let's get into it's it. It's hard, because there's just one song in particular that you already know I'm talking about, because I made this comment the other day, that Show Yourself should have been nominated versus Into the Unknown, because that song is a million, bazillion, bazillion times better to me. So uh, here's how this is my this is my thought process on the music since we're already there. Okay, music. Frozen one, Frozen proper is Disney music with yeah. Disney music plus a song written for Idina Menzel. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because if you look at who they casted, they casted Idina Menzel because of her singing, not because of her acting. Because as a voice actor, she hadn't done much. She is a no. Broadway star. So they did Disney music with this, like, showstopper Broadway number. Okay? Yeah. Then they come out with Frozen 2, and they do Broadway number after Broadway number when they have fans expecting Disney music. And I think that's where, in general, the populace is kind of, like, weirded out by the music here. Because it's... 100% plot-driven, which is Broadway-esque, right? right. It's yep. not just like, do you want to build a snowman? Life is happy. It's a Disney song, right? Yeah. It's absolutely, you have to listen to the words to get where the story's going. Maybe not so much with the 80s ballad. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but, but that's also fully It's a totally different shift in the mindset of how the music is used in the movie. And so yes. to me... I think they set up the audience in one way, and then they tried to do a different thing. And so 
that's kind of why I believe I agree with Andre when he says in the Frozen franchise it doesn't it, it diverts a little weirdly, but on its own I love it. I mean I'm a musical babe. I love musicals, but it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me the way the two interact with each other. They don't seem See, like I'm, a I'm okay with it. Like I'm a hundred and ten percent okay with it. As Andre and I were watching it upon this viewing, like literally any time a song would come on. Or just the way that Elsa moves her body, she literally looks like she's acting in a Broadway show. Like, yeah. she'll do, like, a hair flip and then, like, do this thing. And I'm like, is she on Broadway right now? Because she's acting like it. You know what I mean? And so every single song, I was like, even, like, the opening number, like, Some Things Never Change, I was like, this is, like, a classic Broadway opening song where they're just, like, setting the scene. And then Anna's song, which is my least favorite song out of all of them, I could do without it. But I told Andre that's a uh, Andre that's a very Broadway song too. Like I, uh, everything terrible happened, and now I'm going to sing this. Yes, yes. Thank you. It's, right. it's literally exactly what it is. Where you're crying at that part of the show, and then like the Broadway goes back up again. You know what I mean? And so yes, I agree with you that every song is very Broadway esque, and that is definitely how it was written. And if we're thinking three out of the four main characters, they're Broadway stars. You know what I mean? So, therefore, that it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. But in no. like, in like, uh, what's the word to make it all cohesive? It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't create a perfect whole for me personally. Yeah. We put it all together. Um, for this movie, I like it, but but then if you put it into that Broadway perspective, the '80s ballad doesn't fit. You know? So it's I don't like, care though. Fantastic. I don't care. I mean, because we love be that Rhapsody song. animated. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. So, okay, I, I think I agree with both of you, actually. It's hard. That's what I'm saying. I, it's like... I, I hadn't really thought of it in in those those terms of Disney music versus Broadway music before, but that makes a lot of sense. Like, I wrote several times in my notes that there are just a bunch of music videos going on in this movie, and... Uh, and I I, yeah, I, I very much like them to to a certain extent, but the way that they flowed with with the movie versus the first one, I think the first one they they flowed a little bit better. And I I, I get that's that's a pretty subjective uh uh term to use, but but the the movie felt a little bit more cohesive going through mm-hmm. rather than than stopping for some of these big Broadway Broadway numbers, yeah. even though they a lot of them are really really good, but some of them are pretty uh, kind of like kind of like Broadway cheesy in a, in a way like you're right that that honest song so is no good I don't I don't, that's the one song that I I don't really I like don't like I don't like the Olaf song either um it's okay Olaf yeah. I don't like hold on which one's the Olaf oh oh the when I'm older one Things yeah, when I'm older. This will all make sense when I am older. In comparison to uh, in summer, in summer yeah, that in song is a banger. Okay, in summer is it's awesome. <laughs> and okay, maybe maybe Luis is Luis, really unhappy. I, I have I have a question. <laughs> Hang on. When you're thumbs downing, are you disagreeing with me or you're saying that the song is bad? He's saying boo Olaf. Um, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just thumbing everything that involves Olaf down. Okay. <laughs> you didn't think he was a little bit better in this movie, like less annoying? No. And let me oh. tell you what. He is unnecessary for this movie. 
his mm. whole journey of things changing and all this, and it, it really, to me, was so disconnected with the story. Because there was nothing that the, those two characters, in my mind, were struggling with in terms of change. No one was struggling with change except him. And it if makes I, so much sense. No, he was pointless to that story. Can I, can I interject a thought? Yes. So it's very interesting because now I have a child who enjoys movies and gets it, right? Huh? Adeline is old enough to understand stories now. Not that she gets everything, but she like likes the movies, right? She liked Frozen 1 much better than Frozen 2. And Frozen I think it's because adult themes. this one is an older, it has much more complex um, themes and yeah. um, the storyline the plot is wild, but that's why I fantastic. I love it, but I think that Olaf is kind of the bridge between the younger kids. I mean, you have to. I mean, this the original movie what came out in 2013. Yeah. Yeah. This one came out in 2019, so that's what like a six. Six year difference. Yeah, difference. and they even they, they mentioned that in like the first song, like, and you're looking older or whatever they say right to the audience. Right. So. I mean, I understand that the, that they're saying that the audience is older, which I get. But at the same time, like for younger kids, I think Olaf is supposed to be that transition of like, we realize that things are different, but we still have this childlike wonder, even though, like you're saying, the characters are in their 20s now. Right. You know, yeah. They're not they're not having the same issues, but they're also growing up and learning how to be adults, which is if we have to look at ourselves we have an yeah. issue growing up, too. I don't you know? know what you're talking about. If, if, if what you, issue? I'm not wearing a Harry Potter shirt. The whole issue of change and just kept being his annoying Olaf self, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't go as far as to say that he was unnecessary. But mm. just because so that was his focal point, change, and it, to me it diverged with the entire story, he was unnecessary for that reason. But if he was his old silly self and really not making any sense, not really, I don't know, like, just being a jester for jester's sake, then all he, he would have been necessary, but he would have still been annoying to me. I, think I just the, find him completely unnecessary for that movie. Yeah, I, I think, think I agree. the reason that he was necessary in this movie is that Anna wouldn't have had anybody with her, especially when Elsa's just, like, kind of going off doing her own thing. It would have just been Anna. And they wouldn't have been able to do that rift between Anna and Kristoff. Like, if she didn't have... like, Because then they would have been like, well, we have to have Kristoff with Anna during this adventure. But because they wanted to do all of that, I think then Olaf was necessary to, like, go along with her. Because they wouldn't oh. really have been able to do that otherwise. Because, what, is Anna just going to talk to herself? Like, right. It's, a, it's so an interesting if, if, split up of the character. They, um, if they... Uh, again, uh, I, I get what you're saying. She needed to have somebody with her. It, yeah. That's where, I, that's where I'm saying, had he not focused on this whole change thing, would have been okay. But because yeah. he did, he's still unnecessary because it was still Anna doing it by herself. Yeah. Because he was still focused on himself and change and all that. And in my opinion, really wasn't helping Anna through this. It yeah. was more like Anna having yeah. to deal with it and having to pick that pick him up because. He was acting like a savage. Because he was got snapped. You know, he was able. She was having to drag him. That's where I'm gonna still say he's unnecessary. But yeah. if he would have been a gesture, I would agree with you that he was yeah. necessary for her. 
I can agree with that. And honestly, I like Olaf a lot more in the first movie than this one. And that's just my personal opinion. But we'll talk about who is the most. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm, we're not done talking about Olaf. We're, we're still on Olaf. Because okay. I, I, I completely like agree with, with you, Luis, in that, uh, well, <laughs> maybe not I don't agree with you, but Olaf is much more enjoyable in the first movie than in this one. He Olaf, like, he, like, got his philosophy degree between the last movie and this one and he <laughs> the became last three years were serious for him yeah he he and he there got he so much so much more annoying because of it like he he keeps he, spouting off these little bouts of wisdom that are yeah. like direct breaks of the fourth wall like hey once we go into this enchanted forest we're all gonna change and, and then they get out of the enchanted forest like i don't know what transformation means anymore but we all change and it's like okay i get it goodness gracious can yeah, you go not know anything anymore there. Yeah, he, they're really without getting too far ahead. There really wasn't much change. I mean, well, I I think I think there is some character growth, like a, a, a fair, Elsa, a fair amount of it. Like honestly, between one. between Anna, Elsa, and Kristoff, they all have their their arcs in this. Mainly Elsa. That are farther away than than in the than in the first Frozen, um, but but Olaf, who who changed from the very beginning of the movie, he was already different, and then. By the end, he, you know, kind of dies and then comes back right, and he's right. like, hey, guess what? I'm still smart or whatever. And it's it's just yeah. not as uh, you're right. It's not as powerful as the other. Characters. And it's not as novel. It's not it's not like, oh, how sweet. It's yeah. kind of like, oh, OK, I know you died, but you're coming back. <laughs> yeah, it's just this little snowman that keeps telling me what's what. And I'm tired of it. All right. <laughs> well, we'll get into. I kind of the role he played was very unnecessary. How's that? Yeah. All right. I can kind of agree. I think we all agree that we semi like Olaf better in the first one. Luis doesn't like him at all. <laughs> yes. Um. I but what I want to talk about I is did like Samantha though. That was I did yeah, laugh hard. He had a funny. Line. Uh, and he also just like riffed that. Like he was in the recording studio and he was like Samantha, <laughs> and he didn't know like that was going to be in the movie, which is kind of funny. Oh, like that I, wasn't that's in the script. That's probably my favorite part of the whole thing. That was yeah. quite hilarious. Good yeah. for him. It is quite hilarious. Oh, really. <laughs> Louis, it's funny. You know I, like, funny. I, I, I do like Josh Gad. I just. You don't I like, like Josh Gad. You don't like him as a. I don't as a yeah. Okay. Louis does not want to build a snowman. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> I want to talk about Anna and Elsa because the more I think about Anna, sounds. I'll probably say an unpopular opinion that Ooh. Anna is not, she's not my favorite, and I, I don't really like her in this movie. Ooh. What? I don't, I, and Ooh. I didn't oh, really like her in this movie. I think in the first one, I liked her more because she was a ditz. Like, she was this ditzy, and she was learning about the world and doing all these things, and then it had this great arc at the end with, like, her saving Elsa and stuff like this. And I don't know if it's necessarily the song that she sang or if it's just her being like, like she won't give Elsa any space. And I think that's what's super, super bugging me about her in this movie. Yeah. Elsa, you can't do without me. Elsa this, Elsa that. I'm like, do you realize how strong Elsa is? She will mess anybody up. Like, I think she's okay. Give her some space. First of all, Elsa doesn't like people. Like she kind of wants to be alone. Just let her be. So it's well, just I like, because she kept going back to that in this movie, like Elsa, and going after her, and going after her, and going after her, and even her jumping to conclusions about everything that Kristoff said was bugging me. 
We're well, like, right. that, I, it's supposed to because that isn't it's not about Elsa. It, it, when you look at it from a from a bigger standpoint, it's not about Elsa. It's about her. And she's projecting these things because of her own insecurities. And that's why yeah, that which I know. is supposed like, to be poignant. It's right. It's supposed to be it. a moment where she's saying, like, I can't move on without you. And no matter what happens, I'm going to be left behind. It's because she's worried that she doesn't she doesn't matter without Elsa. That yeah, she's, I know. That she's, like, lost a part of herself, but she's also lost everything if Elsa's gone. And She's lost in the woods. Literally. Lost in the woods. But I think that they're trying to use these really adult themes in a very yes. child-driven story. And then they're also trying to do actual discovery with self-discovery, with secret deception, with all... I think there's just a lot going on. And so it's... Yeah. As much as I like the complexity of the story, I think that they they reached for this very... They did, because they had a lot of time. ...emotional... Yeah. And so I think that's why when we're hoping for Anna to be this like joyful, happy character, but we still want some extra. Com- we want more from her, but we got a lot, almost too much from her. Yeah, like she had the naivete still, definitely. But last time the naivete wasn't annoying me so much, and in this movie I was like, please stop. Well, it was like, fun. Haven't it was, you grown up a little bit? It was very funny um, in the first movie, and then I think I think they they naivete? wanted to like. Naivete. That's naivete. a word. Naivety. She's naive. Her, That's a word. What? That's a word. <laughs> That's a word. Naivete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, Look it up. Google it. In the first movie, I, I think, I think, yeah, you're right. They use that naivete to, um, <laughs> to kind of like, to kind of like throw in some, some humor and stuff for, for Anna, which is what she's really good at. Like a Kristen Bell plays her super, super hilarious. And in this one, I think the whole overall theme for the writers is like bitter or bigger, better, more mature. Right. So they, the characters all have to grow. Everybody has to grow. Everything's have to be darker. It's got to be scarier. It's got to be uh, bigger action scenes. It's all got to be bigger and grander. And I think they kind of threw humor a little bit under the bus, kind of, for yeah. this for this sequel. Yeah. And, and not not as much of it shines through as it did in the first one, where I was I felt like I was laughing the whole time. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, we did get that really funny scene where Olaf is acting out uh, the whole for, first Frozen movie. One. Yeah, and it's <laughs> the parents like, are dead. <laughs> that's like the most hilarious thing in this movie. Literally, the, like one the of the one of the movie. best scenes is so freaking funny. Yeah, so I think I think he that literally was so excuse my language. He was so <laughs> mad the whole time because he was like Olaf, I've got so much Olaf, but literally he was trying not to laugh because it's it was funny. good. And it even Gen- General Matthias's like reactions to it, like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> yeah, it's so it very he funny. Was, speaking of. Favorite character right there. Favorite new character is General, General Matias. He is so cute and so loyal and just a fabulous person. You can tell because he's even like over here flirting with like the 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 village the, leader. The village leader. I, what are they called? 
Nordic uh, the people. North, North Uldra. It, it sounds like um, Hail Hydra. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm having yeah. hard times with. Did the they name have to the pull the We're the most confusing queen. names? Uh, <laughs> Atta Holland. Atta okay. Holland. Whatever. I know how to spell it now because I watched it with subtitles. Subtitles is really the also, way to go. Also, I thought that Grandpappy was Grandpappy in the first movie with a P. Grandpappy, and apparently his name is Pabby. So. Oh, yeah. Pabby? With the B, because he's like a pebble. Oh, like the troll rocks. Mm. I get it. Sure. So here's the deal. I will say that I remember saying this in our Frozen episode, Frozen 1 episode. I could not, would not, with a rock. Okay? Hated <laughs> the pebbles. They weren't really in it. We were happy about I, that. No, no. But I hated it because it made no sense to me. In a yeah. world, I understand she has ice magic, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. But then, why are there troll things? Yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't get it. But now, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, and, and I'm very happy with that. What you're saying is exactly why I love this movie more. Because it made things in the first movie make more sense. Why is there a magical ice queen? Like, why? Well, now we know why, because she's a freaking spirit that's the bridge between humanity and magic. Like, come on, that's crazy. She's literally, and as I'm watching this movie, all I can think in my head is that holy crap, Elsa is like the most strong Avenger. Like, she is crazy. She's more stronger than Frozone and Iceman. She's 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 extremely powerful, for sure. And uh, and that shines through a lot in this movie. But yeah, I, so... It, magic I, makes sense now in this universe. Yes. Wait, what? I still think Charizard can take her. <laughs> oh. Fire beats ice. Elemental. Um, I mean, she put the, she put the other old, thing old out. She put the fire spirit out. Which, by the way, is named Bruni, and they don't even say that in the movie. How am I supposed to know that lizard's name is Bruni? Yeah, I didn't catch that either. He's cute. You liked him? He's very. He awesome. He's, he's, he's adorable. I like the water spirit the best. So let's let's talk about this magical oh. layout. Hold on, I think we're gonna say something about something. Yeah. Oh. So I I I like the the new backstory that they throw in for 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 the history of the magic in this yeah. in this realm. It, it it does it does open up a lot of of doors and explain a lot of things as to why. Elsa so powerful and yeah. so uh, adaptive and stuff like that. However, uh, the this movie didn't make me like the trolls any any more than than the last one did. I, I didn't like the trolls last time. I didn't I don't say like I them. liked them more. I just said that makes more sense. Yeah. They make a little bit more sense, but even I, then, like I get the like gecko, I get the water off. horse. It's mm-hmm. like they're broken off from those big dudes, and like the farther they get away from the forest, the smaller they the get. The smaller they get. Not any less annoying. That makes sense, but yeah, they're still yeah. just they're just exposition machines. They're like, oh, let me tell you the whole history of all of the magic in the land. It's like, all right, little troll dudes, get out of here. Yeah. He just wants to be a narrator, okay? Yeah. Now, if they were the narrator, if they if they narrated from the beginning and then and then they threw themselves in, that that'd be I interesting. Need a narrator. <laughs> I don't okay, need first off, it's not my fault that I've always said the word narrator wrong. Okay? <laughs> He's over here making fun of me. That's the one word in English language that I say wrong. And I can never get right. Well, how are you spelling. supposed to say it? Narrator. Yeah, but I narrator. Say, I say narrator. Uh, I have an extra 
You throw a, you throw an extra syllable in there. It just helps you say it. You no know? wonder when I'm typing out essays in like the seventh grade, it never gets wrong. It's a narrator. It's a narrator. A narrator. It's like uh, it's like Mississippi. <laughs> you say Mississippi and narrator. <laughs> actually, Mississippi actually has the extra one. Okay. Mississippi. It does have the extra. Narrator. Mississippi. Yeah. They're opposites. Okay. So I'm I think, Mississippi. Thank I you. think I I have. No, it might not necessarily be a battle, but. Cold battle. Okay. So minus Elsa being the fifth spirit, we have four spirits. Fire, water, earth, and wind. If you could have one spirit be with you at all times to your benefit, and you would be able to like wield it and use it, which one would you pick? So we have Gail, and she's the wind, and I don't know if I see any benefit to that. Well, okay, so what I do? obviously when you when you when you said uh, earth, fire, water, and air, my brain jumped to Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm over here like it's gonna be water because I want bloodbend. And I know exactly. Oh. I know exactly which one of those well, I would choose. When she did do the ice thing underwater, she like went like this, and like a a big ice snowflake came out, and she used it like at the horse. Yeah. I was like, this is some Avatar <laughs> thing. That was, that was some Aquaman stuff happening. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, Elsa. <laughs> it was very cool. Juiced it. Juiced it. Juiced it. See now, you, now our listeners can see all my body language. They're loving it. Juiced. Juiced. <laughs> and um, this is what Emily usually goes. I wish you could see Michelle right now. <laughs> so in Avatar: The Last Airbender, if you haven't seen it, it's you wield that power. You you can control air, you can control water or earth or fire. Well, or you whatever. wouldn't control it. Right. It would be so with what you I'm saying is that for it. for this scenario where I have to have a creature with me or the wind, um, it's a it's a different choice. I can either ride on water, which sounds uncomfortable and limited. I, I, it's like what? it's like uh, I mean I get I could just get a boat. I mean, it's basically the same thing. A motorboat and that horse are exactly the same. I, 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 the deal, though, because the earth one is only shown to be manifested through these rock things that move. But the right. Earth moves because they said it. She, she didn't do that. That was just the earth doing its own thing. No, and she said in the in like the intro to when they were talking about the forest, like when her dad was saying the nighttime story, he said like that the people, the Natholdra people could wield the spirits to their benefit. So you saw them like making a rock bridge, like being able to oh, just that's wield right. the power. You're right. So that's yes, true. that thing would be with you, but you would be able to wield Gale. that Gail was pretty sick. Yeah, yeah Gail? No, I mean, look, look at the beginning. She was like flying with Gail. When they when they moved all the people out of the town, that was Earth. Yeah, but she didn't yeah. do that. That was, that it's was not, The spirits did it of their own free will. What we're seeing is just their manifestations, their projections, which is Gale, uh, Bruni, the horse. I don't think that has a name. And then the Earth Giants. Right. All right. Emily picks Gale, I think, because she wants to fly. Yeah. Um, I, I picked think... the Earth Giants. Knock me out of this big old Earth thing. Oh. <laughs> Come get notice... Did you notice that the Earth Giants looked like Marshmallow from the first movie? Right. Yeah, you had said that. They, they kind of have a similar similar design, which might... They were uh, also bigger versions of 
Pabby. <laughs> Pabby. Grand Pabby. Pabby. Okay, so you said Earth Giant? Yeah. Okay. She said Gail, Earth Giant. Well, I say water, so everybody. Okay, that's perfect because I'm definitely picking Little Fire Gecko. Okay? He For can, each one. You know why? Because he can hang out in my pocket or whatever. And warm your hands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> warm me up. And then also, anybody tries to start talking mess to me, I'm like, uh, excuse you, your whole body's on pink fire. Bye-bye. I'm, I'm shooting. I'm shooting the little gecko. That fire was purple. I'm shooting the gecko like a tiny little piss. I'm like, pew 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 fire pew pew pew. Oh, first of all, well, the fire was purple. Well, my enemies are getting uh, rolled over by a rock, and they're yeah. getting rolled over all the way in you know across the you know land, while uh, Michelle's enemies could just go 20 feet inland and they'll be absolutely safe. <laughs> I ain't got no land enemies. Uh, I mean, good, because you're not <laughs> going up no there. The human world is a myth. <laughs> <laughs> Truth, the human world. The it's true. Sebastian knows. Anyways, okay, yeah. end of the battle. Sounds a good battle. The spirit battle. <laughs> Avatar battle. All right. But in all seriousness, Earth I'd rather just have Elsa it. with me, probably. Oh, well, yeah. Elsa okay. Elsa's the goat. She uh what? What's the, a goat? The goat, the greatest, greatest of all goat. time. Oh. <laughs> I did not know what that stood for. Yeah, she's 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 extremely powerful. Like like <laughs> there are moments in this <laughs> where she's creating things like uh, at one point she's in like a room and she's created all the the frost memories or whatever and they're like walking around all independent of one another and it's like in the world. Yeah, but that was Otto Holland magic. That's but, because oh, Wanda no. and Otto Holland has all the memories. Go. I remember very specifically Andre and I having this conversation. It could have been on air, could have not. Who knows? But we've had a conversation about how powerful she really is in comparison to other like witches, warlocks, and yeah. things, and how it takes her very little power to do some of these things. And when I was watching this, I was thinking of that conversation. Yeah. In the scene that you got in all of the trailers where she's, like, doing, like, her ice yeah. against the ocean and she's, like, running and doing it. But they right. don't show the coolest part where she's literally, like, ice water battling, right? And she's getting, like, attacked by this horse. Sheesh. Like, holy moly. And I thought to myself, this is the kind of magic that is, like... Like, that is harnessing magic. Like, out of, like, all kinds of sorcery, that is some big stuff. She doesn't have to use a wand. She doesn't have to use some, like, type of magical item. That's just her just doing whatever pops in her head. And, and at this happen. point, because her powers are so strong, like, I think she says that in the the um, the first song that she sings. She's like, I feel my powers growing stronger every day. Like, what the heck am I doing in this human world? Basically, right? Yeah. Where I'm like, by the, the time. The human world, it's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> but by the time she's at Atahalan and she figures out that she's the fifth spirit, she her clothes change, right? Which is, of course, an Elsa thing. So her clothes change. But then she's like going like this. Like. <laughs> and she's doing this crazy thing. And I'm literally like. This girl is crazy. Like, she is insanely powerful. Yeah. Can you pull it, that baby over here? <laughs> Hi, baby. We've had a baby uh, right off screen the entire time. Hi, baby. And we've had a dog right here. You oh, know, yeah. But... He, he might not be in the chat right now. Can we, can we have a, a second for the best part of this whole movie, though? 
Yes. yes. Which part? The wardrobe. Yeah. Oh. The animated yeah. wardrobe is legit. Every single time Anna or yep, Elsa yep. comes on screen, I'm like, what is this dress? It's so yep. gorgeous. 110%. And even like one of the best parts is when Elsa's doing the thing where she's going into the water and doing the ices and she takes off the top part of her shawl. And I told Andre, I was like, dude, that dress blends into her skin. Like, what the heck is happening? Like, yeah, the wardrobe in this and even just the color scheme that they use for the wardrobe in the forest in general is absolutely beautiful. And animation one time, again, absolutely beautiful because that ocean looked real. The the animation is is completely off the charts gorgeous the, in, the entire time. Like, at one point, I think it... Uh, Kristoff is either singing or he's, he's talking to Anna, so one of those two, and he, he's like flashing back to the first movie where he's like meeting her and hanging out with her and stuff like That's that. That's in Lost in the Woods. Right, and, and and you're watching that footage and then it cuts back to Frozen 2 and it's like, whoa! <laughs> the hair, the clothes, the movement, the, the mouth. the vibrancy of everything. It's yeah. absolutely Stunning. Everything looks like five times better than the first movie, which only came out six years ago, which is kind of And we nuts. thought that movie looked absolutely amazing then. That's right. just an, an attestation to Disney animation in general. Like, it's wild. Yeah. It's yeah. wild. Yeah, but uh, 110% Elsa's... I love Elsa's whole wardrobe in this movie. And Honest, too, with the purple oh, no, going on. The entirety of the wardrobe, the hair... You know, it's like, no wonder everyone wants to bring back, like, braids and yeah. things. Well, and I like Elsa's hair when it's down. Like, when it's down on Alta Holland. And from now on, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that looks so, it looks so good. Oh, yeah, they do that on purpose. Like, they, they're, they're like, we're going to make her hotter with every transformation humanly possible, okay? She's going to pull it like, down, and then she's going to whip it out. And she had next... her hair in a ponytail. Can you stop I saying that? that? Her hair in a ponytail because that's totally thing girls do, right? When they need to like, she's like going to work, right? She's ready to go in the ocean. She's like, okay, show yourself. Putting her hair up. Hi, baby. Yeah, Frozen Three. She's gonna go Super Saiyan, and her hair is gonna be spiking straight up. It's gonna be awesome. She's gonna have I'm rogue hair. <laughs> rogue hair, but opposite. She's gonna have just like one black streak. Ah, uh huh. Uh-huh. That's how you know it's crazy. I don't know. She is crazy. So I 110% agree with you that the wardrobe's insane. Another thing that I need to give a moment of our time to is the fact that we actually get to hear so much more of Jonathan Groff in this movie as Kristoff, which is just makes me really happy because all we got of his voice in the first movie was reindeers are better than people. And that's it. And I think he has a really amazing voice and we got him in the first opening song and he got his whole own song which is probably yes maybe it doesn't fit necessarily in the movie but i remember andre waking up when this came on in the movie theater <laughs> like what <laughs> what is happening lost in the woods is definitely my favorite song from this movie it's, oh really in it's, general it, oh yeah it's it's so much fun uh to to watch i, I don't i haven't listened giggle worthy every new page is yes. hilarious. Yes. Exactly. I haven't listened to it like on its own, like on the soundtrack I or have. whatever. I listened um, to the soundtrack. But I mean, it, it sounds like a, like a genuinely good 80s pop ballad or whatever. So I assume it's good on its own. But watching it 
<laughs> with this once again this music video that they made for this sequence oh, yeah. is so hilarious and so funny I, I wonder what kids think about this song because it's so reminiscent of 90s and 80s music videos that they have no reference to or anything like I that i think maybe they're just like oh the reindeer is singing but him singing into a pine cone is still pretty funny you know well, and you ought to do the hair before he's like <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I love in the woods. It's so, <laughs> so good. funny. Luis, how did you feel when you first saw the scene? Uh, this song? It was funny. I wasn't paying attention to the song. I was just looking at, like, the... Uh, um, like the physicality. Yeah. I was like, that's Bohemian Rhapsody. That's like... That was Whitney Houston's and I Will Always Love You song. Right. You know? Like, all over that's the whole music video, if you ask me. Every but time I pay goes- attention to the lyrics. I'm not like yeah. you guys, so. <laughs> Every time he goes to Anna and she, like, fades away, like, okay, nah. okay. I just I like, like when he's singing. singing and then his face pops up profile. <laughs> I was um, just about to say that. <laughs> so good. I honestly like, like, the confused looks on all the reindeer in the background. Like, he's singing and they're like, oh, what is he singing about? Like, well, they're confused it's... at first and then their blue faces are singing in the background a little bit later. You are mine. <laughs> I know. See, that's why this would be fun to sing in a car if it was like all four of us, because Andre would be singing like the main part, and me and Emily would be in the background, like "You Want Mine?" Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just like that. And that'd be the reindeers in the back being like, "What is going on?" <laughs> that's accurate. That's accurate. Um, but Luis, what is your favorite song of this movie? Don't have one. What do you mean? Yeah, I mean, like, like you, I said, I didn't pay attention to the music. Yeah, why'd you ask Luis that question? But did you not like any of them? Show yourself. Yeah, that's I, my favorite. Me, me. Okay, I, well, I, I, I didn't care about it to formulate an opinion. I, I was got, more, I was more story driven. Here's the deal. I got the tingles. Okay, I got the Broadway tingles on Show Yourself. Yeah, I got the. I mean, it was t- defying gravity. I mean, I didn't hear that. What did Louis say? Nothing. Okay, moving on. Something uh, about tingles. <laughs> anyway. So, so Elsa has has these two he big said songs. I was oh. <laughs> oh. Oh well, Michelle's no, been yelling this entire seen. time. I haven't said anything. What else is new? Uh, my this whole left ear doesn't work anymore. <laughs> um. So yeah, Elsa has Elsa has these two two big songs in this movie. I, I didn't hear that. Uh, Elsa has these two big songs in in this movie, right? She has "Show Yourself" and then uh, "Into the Unknown." Yeah, because they had to give her two songs this time. Yeah. You know, because they had to keep Adina on that. Right. And um, "Show Yourself" is the big Broadway song, whereas "Into the Unknown" is the wait. I thought these yes. are it's the Disney song. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 what I'm talking about. I like Into the Unknown a lot more than <gasps> Show Yourself. Okay. Um, I disagree. And I I think I I think that just breaks down to that I enjoy Disney music more than, than Broadway music. Like Show, yeah. uh, Show Yourself is 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 an awesome song, but uh, Into the Unknown is like a lot more fun for me and a lot yeah, more for sure. a lot more for singable sure. to me and a lot more. Um, focused even like it it, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't dive so deep into like the plot of the movie they were like uh my powers are growing weaker and growing stronger and this voice is calling yeah. out to me and stuff like that I, okay. I think i think it's just a better song in general yeah. than yeah. A, than a, a movie song i okay it's i agree with more that. like it has more fun 
it, it, it has intrigue. It's, it's, it's exciting. Whereas show yourself is like the more powerful. It's right. a powerhouse song, you know? Yes, exactly. um, Which so I is totally what I agree with you on that, on that note. It's like, if you're going to just like listen to the music, that one might be for more fun to listen to than just the other one where it's like, yeah, everyone needs to shut up because the song is on. Well, and that's how I feel. I put on Show Yourself in the car, and I'm like, nobody look. I've never felt so different. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those songs, like you said, like Defying Gravity, where you're like, hold up, hold up. Let me put this on in the car and get down one time. But that's because you and I, yeah, what you said, Broadway tingles. You know what I mean? So that's why that this one had a more powerful emotional impact. But I will say there's certain melodies or things where when you hear them for the first time you want to listen to it over and over and over and over again and that to me is the voice calling her in the into into the unknown song where the first time i heard it i was like what is this magic <laughs> like i need to keep listening to it what right and so magic? that's why i kept listening to that song at first because it's something that sounded so novel and so eerie and like mysterious which now i'm like no wonder Elsa was like, what is that voice? And I want to go to it because it sounds really cool. Which we watched a video about who that voice actually is. And it's a pop star from Norway. And her name is Aurora. And yeah. they filmed all those vocals in a church so that it would echo, rever- echo and reverberate like that. Watch, I'll do it right now. Okay, Brandon Yuri. Now I'm just going to cut in her voice so that it sounds like I did that. Trying to be branding here. <laughs> I'm definitely not good at editing that much. Um, what else do we have to talk about here? Um, yeah, so the, should we talk about the fact that Anna's queen? How did we feel about that? Anna um, what? Anna, Anna being queen. How did we feel about that? Oh well, yeah. I feel like it was kind of whatever to me. Elsa never really wanted to be queen, so I thought it was a perfect fit. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was fine. Um, the way, yeah, the way that the movie ends, it, it, it uh, uh, Elsa comes in and and well, Anna comes in, saves saves the city by by destroying the city. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and and this is where it's hard for me is that we hear we hear the show yourself song and then we have to hear Anna's song after. Like that's a Debbie Downer. So I think at that point in the movie, I was like, uh, and we didn't get another song after to bring it up. Which was weird. Like, why did they decide to end on that one? Well, I mean, they, go ahead. They didn't end on it, you know. So, so just to catch us I up mean, to the yeah, to the there plot. there wasn't like another. Right. Song. Just to catch us up to the plot, the Anna gets, or uh, Elsa gets frozen in her Atahalan uh, fortress of solitude, and then, uh, and then Olaf dies. Right. He gets he gets uh, Thanos snapped, and then Anna has her sad side song that is uh, not very enjoyable, and then she no. goes off to um destroy the dam to uh get the the city to flood and get the magic to reflow or whatever whatever it is she has to do then Anna wakes up then Elsa wakes up Elsa wakes and up. uh comes in saves, saves Arendelle it. from 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 being destroyed which when she's horsing which... over the waves I was like oh my god this girl crazy go ahead major issue here mm-hmm. oh okay and I've watched it like three times now and I had the problem the first time, and then the second time I thought maybe it's maybe I need to pay attention more, and it becomes more and more more over every time. So think about the map. She's in Atahalan. 
north. Then there, a little south of that is the Enchanted Forest. Mm-hmm. South of that on the fjord is um, Arendelle. And somehow <laughs> she's in Atahalan waking up from ice sleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, Anna breaks the dam and the water is surging down a fjord to Arendelle. And somehow Elsa's riding the wave down when she's up here yeah i i had to let that go in my mind it's a fast horse okay hey it's fast this horse has like 200 horsepower i don't disagree with you at all (laughs) and i think that's why they shouldn't have shown that map because as soon as i did see that map i was like wow they're going far and it it this is kind of what bugs me more than that is when she finally does get on the horse after doing the whole ice in the Black Sea to go to Atahalan, it's right there. It's not far where I'm like, well, then why did her parents die on the ship? Like, that's a little dramatic. It wasn't yeah, that Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, they shouldn't have shown me the map. Yeah, I, I agree. My map, I have such, that's just how my brain is hardwired, is like, if I see a map, I'm going to explain it that way. Like, every time we watch The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, I'm literally thinking of the map in my head, and I'm like, okay, this is where Rivendell is. This is where, you know, yeah. the mountain is or whatever. And that's how I understand where they're going. So for this, I'm like, how did she literally get on the wave that broke the dam when she was still frozen when the dam was broken? The horse is the flash. She's so powerful. She's uh, she 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 can't be contained. She can she can yeah. get she can get to places fifty miles away in a flash. Yeah. <laughs> I had to I let like that, that go too, so I, I agree with you. I, I had don't to like let it. It's very right. bothersome. So she uh she does her flash act, gets to Arendelle, saves saves the, the, the kingdom from, from a tidal wave, and then um and then resurrects Olaf and everything is basically hunky dory. She decides and Anna gets engaged. Right. And Kristoff finally like proposes. Yes, it's 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 a uh, boom. Olaf loves the happy ending. It's boom, click, done. Did so you then say everything's coming up roses. Did I say that? No, oh, he didn't. I heard that in my ears. I was like, <laughs> very nice Broadway reference. And oh, then, yeah, everything's no. coming up roses. Anyway, speaking of, oh, I'll talk with you guys about it later. Oh, okay. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Different topic. Um, yeah. So so then. Oh. Uh, Hi, Ollie, at, the, at the very, very end, uh, Elsa's like, hey, what do you think about uh, you being the queen? And Anna's like, I guess that's all I've ever wanted to do. And then uh, and then she, she comes out, she's a queen, and she's like a great queen immediately. She's married to tussled hair, Kristoff. She and, likes Kristoff better in leather. Better oh. in leather, which is gross. And then... Um, and almost uh, wearing pants. <laughs> Olaf looked absolutely terrifying in comb that. over. I, oh, Andre, when they when they came on the screen, we were like, Ugh. <laughs> yuck. Um, <laughs> and then and then Elsa goes off to become like the queen of Northuldra. Is that is that what's implied? No, she's the fifth spirit. She's just being the bridge. She's basically looking over everything. She's like. She's like the Pocahontas tree. She's just like, oh, no. Hey, Michelle, I really appreciate that you're doing this with your body, but I don't understand what this means. <laughs> uh, I think I was being the things from Avatar when they're like, oh. you know what I'm talking about? On Avatar, we watched that the other day. 
Oh, oh. When Ava- they're around the tree. Avatar, like, the blue aliens, not Avatar the Last Airbender, oh. which we were talking about before. Yeah, Emily doesn't like that one. Two different avatars. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I was a little bit confused by by Elsa's new role in the the world yeah. where she just rides her water horse. I'm assuming she I lives. she's chilling. Yeah. She lives in Holland. She kind of just looks over <laughs> everything and does whatever she wants. Which, in the grand scheme of things, is kind of what she wanted to do in the first movie anyways, right? She was like, leave me alone right. in my ice castle. Leave me alone in Holland. I'm going to roam. Do what I want. Make sure everything's okay. Everybody's safe. And that's it. And she don't need no man. Must be nice. <laughs> I think I want to be uh, Elsa. <laughs> She's been social distancing for a long time. Right. Yeah. She's she's out there in isolate a kingdom of isolation. Kingdom of isolation, <laughs> not Holland. Okay, uh, I mean I mean that ma- that makes sense. I-, I don't know if they're planning on doing a, a third movie or not. Um, I hope not. Yeah, we we I mean it doesn't have to go down that road, but presuming that I mean this movie made more money than the first movie, and the first movie made a, a whole buttload of mo- money. So I mean, you they know probably is gonna come out with two more, man. They That's probably great. will do more. I... I hope not. So, so knowing that at the end of this movie, I was like, okay, well, what's she gonna do next? But I, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, ooh, they, they intrigue me. I wonder what she's gonna do next. It's like, okay, well, what, where is it gonna go from here, basically? So, I mean, I guess in, in that sense, it is a good ending for this, for this film. But uh, in terms of setting up another one, which I'm like 95% sure they're planning to do, it, it didn't, really. It, I mean, I'm not sure they're planning to do it. I don't think they're going to. Well. I, I I wouldn't have said that after the first one. Because what are they gonna do? Is Anna and Kristoff gonna be king and queen? What adventure are they gonna go on? Like what? They even kind of well, said at the end. Ask that question because that was the same exact question I asked after the first one, and here we are with a completely different story that I feel like completed the first story. And right. that's exactly yeah. how I felt about Toy Story Four. I was just right. gonna say that. And ended up being pretty good, you know. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, if they do it, I think they'll do it well, yeah. but yeah. it's not necessary. It's not necessary, and we don't necessarily need it anytime soon. Like, maybe it can wait another five years if they decide to do it, you know, like. But I think that the reason that it it lasted, or excuse me, it took so long for this was because they were not expecting the, um, the love for yeah. Frozen that it got. But right. because they do know that Frozen is just this blockbuster extraordinaire, I don't think they would wait that long. Yeah, I think they I think if we make a third one. I think if we yeah. look back at Disney's like recent animated movie history, they they hit like Princess and the Frog and then switched over to the new animation with Tangled and then did Frozen, right? And then they threw out like a Big Hero Six and a and a Wreck It Ralph. And then they realize how much money they had made with those past couple of movies. They're like, okay, let's do another record Ralph. Okay, let's do another Frozen. Yeah. So I think they're in sequel mode now. You know, I think I think that's what the plan is. So the fact that they the fact that they started this. Why can't we get a, a freaking Princess and the Frog two? Why can't we get a Rapunzel two? We're trying to do all these sequels. Let's get some good movies up in here for the sequel. Good question. I'm down for a Moana two because I like right. Moana. Right. Right. You gotta go back before you can go forward. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but, but be- yeah. But because of that, I think I think that going into Frozen Two, they were like, okay, well we're we're doing sequels now. We might as well, you know, 
plan on making this one as good as possible, but also maybe laying some groundwork for another one, you know? Yeah. So I think, uh, I think yeah. what, what, what happened in here is definitely going to progress into something different. If, if that, if that's just another Olaf frozen adventure this, or a frozen three that remains to be seen. This is, this is what frozen three is. Okay. So this magic is in this enchanted forest and on this fjord, but the next, the fjord next door, they got their own magic and that's the evil magic. And they're gonna fight that fjord, right? That's what's gonna happen. I mean, yeah. It could be a, it could be a straight <laughs> up Lord of the Rings fjord fight. A fjord feud. It's a fjord feud. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, I finally got it. <laughs> Is Luis laughing I don't at me? Know. I don't. I can't hear what Luis is saying. Is he laughing at me? You never can hear what he's saying. What's the difference? <laughs> is he laughing at Fjord Feud? He appreciates that you said the Fjord next door. He's laughing at <laughs> oh. The Fjord next door? Yeah, the Fjord next door. Did you the know? Fjord next door. <laughs> Don't you know? Okay, Don't so you I'm going gonna, gonna to go out on, the, on a stretch here. Oh. I'm going to go on a stretch. For a stretch. If Ariel did not exist, like if Ariel was not a thing, my favorite Disney, not a princess, though she's a queen, would be Elsa. Okay. If Ariel did not exist. <laughs> Wait, she has to not exist entirely? Oh, yeah, because Ariel's the bee's knees. But if Ariel did not she exist. She doesn't even have knees. Elsa, <laughs> <laughs> she does in the Little Mermaid 2 Return to the Sea. Um, but the point is that my second favorite princess not a princess though so it doesn't count but my second favorite disney female is Elsa. oh baby hey look it's dougie say hi it's dougie, dougie sis uh dougie. Dougie. you are in <laughs> the way dougie what I in the world could not see he you guys. literally sat on the computer guys there you're you saying you like elsa more than um moana uh yes, I think Moana's third for me. You like Elsa more than I don't know. I like a lot of people more than Elsa, so I, I like guess... Megara too. That's a that's a good one. It's it's very interesting. Like I wonder I wonder what the breakdown is of people who who consider Anna to be either just as good or better than than Elsa. You a know? lot of uh, yeah, a lot of people like Anna. I'm just not a fan. Well, okay, so from and, and I'm I'm trying to jump into a uh, little boy brain with this as as much oh, they like Elsa. as much as I enjoy this this movie, little boy brain. I, I'm only watching it for Elsa. She's got the powers. She's the cool one. She's the queen. She's, she's just like the brighter. She, you know. You know she 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 shines so much more. I forget that Anna is a princess or a queen. All the time, I for, I forget. They go, oh, Anna and Elsa, they're on the the list of the princesses. I'm like, oh yeah, Anna, she's up there too. Um, yeah. I I feel like because she doesn't have abilities, she gets the short shrift within this franchise. And but it's funny because little, I think little girls do not think that. Okay, that's interesting. I, I honestly don't think so because I've seen so many people, and again, this might just be my friend group or whatever, but I've seen so many people who have 
two kids or even just one kid and they're dressed up as Anna. Mm. It's not like Anna and Elsa. It's like Anna everything all the time. Right. And I I wonder if it's because the two of them are so different. One is like overt. The other one's inverted. One is blonde. One is brunette. Whatever she is. Right. But like one, they're just complete opposite. So I think that that is a good um, precursor between like sisters. You know, if there's two yeah. kids in a family, one definitely is going to identify with with one. Right. That makes that makes sense. And in that in that first Frozen movie, she Anna is is more front facing and and Elsa's like more mysterious and stuff like that too. So so they can identify with Anna more. And I I think I identify with with Anna more. She's she's very funny and she's very witty and smart and and gung-ho and driven and all that but stuff. But you do forget that she's a princess or a queen. But I forget all the time, constantly. Do you want to know one of my favorite parts of this movie? Yes, please. Was that everyone was getting annoyed with Olaf. I found it absolutely <laughs> hilarious that he was giving all of his factoids on the trip to the Enchanted Forest and everyone was like, um, you need to, you need to zip it. Like, did you yeah, know that, what did they say? <laughs> did you know you can like lose your mind from over talking or I don't know what they said. But oh, yeah. And they're like, occasions, they're like, you can zip it. Maybe only it was something like that. Maybe only Elsa should make the noise, and then <laughs> Olaf's like, "Yeah, you know, I should be the only one because uh, she's a little pitchy." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't say that to Adina. <laughs> that was very funny, but I mean, like, even in the beginning when they're like playing charades, I was like, I don't think this dude should be allowed to be here. <laughs> yeah, I think what was bugging me though is like, do you think they named? The mom of them, Aduna, because it's like Adina, but it's Aduna. I didn't. Did they say her name? You didn't in the put movie? that together. Her name is Aduna. Elsa's mom, Anna and Elsa's mom. Well, I think it's unrelated. I think it's because it's very Nordic. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. It's just a uh, Nordic, Nordic name. Well, I don't think it's because of Adina, no. Okay. The only last thing I want to talk about is I don't know if maybe they were planning on going here. But I kept thinking that um, the not I know Honey Marin was the girl and then the soldier that they met. But do we remember the guy's name? Ryder. 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 I thought when I first watched this in the theater that he was going to be Kristoff's like little brother or something because they were both obsessed with reindeer and they kept talking to each other and all this. And I thought they were going to go somewhere with that, especially when he was helping him plan the whole proposal. But then they just kind of fell off and they didn't ever really come back into it um but when i first when i first watched it when we were in the theater i was like babe babe i think that's christoph's brother and then it just went nowhere and at the end of the movie when we left the theater i was like where did they why did they introduce them Ryder did not survive the first viewing in my mind but go ahead it's very funny that you bring that up because i um which i've talked about multiple times i play the disney magic kingdoms game on my phone oh yeah that game, every time a new movie comes out, they have uh, an opportunity, like they'll have an event where you can get like the new characters and you can get like a couple different attractions or whatever to put in your park, right? And it's funny because they had the huge like Frozen one like late last year when the movie came out. 
And my mom and I were like, you know, my mom is, my mom plays and she's like a serious player, right? And she's oh like, oh my gosh. She's like, Emily, did you get Honeymarin? Emily, did you get Ryder? And she's like, I don't know who these people are, but like, they're really cool looking. And Emily, they're did you all get that the, game? the fire lizard? Literally, that didn't have a name, right? The fire lizard, I didn't, Yeah, I didn't end up getting him. But so I've been playing with these characters for like six, seven months. And I'm thinking like, they have to be really important or they wouldn't have put them in the game, right? Right. And then we watch this movie, and I'm like, it's Honeymary, it's Ryder, because I remember these people, and... Literally and not in it. Why did Honeymary even have a name? Why did Literally. Ryder have a name? And that's why I'm saying, I think maybe there must have been stuff cut out, and I mean, I didn't buy the digital download, or... Oh, oh, you didn't buy the digital download? You didn't buy the movie two days before they announced <laughs> that it was going to be put on Disney Plus? Was there any deleted oh. scenes with that? Oh, you didn't do that because Ooh. I. Is she bitter? She. Um, yeah, so for for those of you in the in the future listening to this, um, because of because of the quarantine crisis, uh, they released Frozen Two out on digital probably like two weeks ago, and then probably like five or six days later released it on Disney Plus. Yeah. Well, did you go see Onward in the theater and then it came out on Disney Plus two weeks later? Hey, you didn't buy it. We did buy tickets. I mean, we bought tickets, but I'm excited to watch that again. But I will say, though, I will go back and I will watch in the next couple days so that when we put out um, our stuff for our our patrons, we can at least see if there was more scenes with Honey, Marion, and Ryder. Yes, okay. And it seems like they should have a lot more content. And they literally are, like, set up in a very beautiful way. I want to know more about the North Uldra. I don't want to just know that her mom was North Uldra. I want to know about them. And they yeah. Just yeah. Not enough. I did like that they made the chant, though, like, from the, the intro song from the first. Do you remember when so we did good. our Frozen episode and I said that that song did not make any sense? Right, it didn't fit that in. Was well, now it does. comment was, like, this song does not play well into this whole like universe, and now yeah. it does. Yeah. And now it does. It, that that's that's, yeah. that's interesting that they that they went back and 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 did that. And I wonder if this Honey Marin and and Ryden Ryder is Kristoff's little brother. I'm telling you. Controversy will continue on. Like this might be that that base work that they're laying for another movie or something like that. Hey, we got these they different both, characters. They both talk to reindeer. Did you notice, though, there was really only one reindeer in, like, Arendelle area? I mean, were there more? You never really saw them. Right. And all the other ones were stuck. Yeah. Sad day. Hmm. Yeah. And and he was an orphan. Right? Kristoff was an orphan with his reindeer. And that's why I was saying he's probably from Notholdra tribe, and that that would be like his little brother, or just a relative or something, you know, but apparently and not. Dad. The two of them are reindeer whisperers, and that's their power. No, what yeah. if Honey Marin and Ryder are his parents? They were born there, homie. Oh, they were oh, born yeah. there. They're, they're too they young, I think. Yeah, and they're like all the same age. I they're basically... I keep thinking that they were like trapped in time. They weren't trapped right. in time. They grew up. Okay. Poor, poor General Matias. He's like 34 years. Yeah. That's so he is long. so cute. 
Who got the short end of the stick? I love when he asked, like, him. is What's-Her-Face still over at the, I don't know, some place? And he was like, really? Is she married? <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay, and cool. And he ended at the end like, look at my girl. Right. Yeah. Marveling, marveling at a photograph yeah. and whatnot. It's a good movie. But how much money did this make? You said it made more than the first one. Uh, this movie did make more than the first one. The first one, I believe, when I looked it up, had to made had made a worldwide gross of 1.2 billion dollars. Uh. Uh, this movie, the second one, had a 150 million dollar budget and ended up with a worldwide gross of 1.4 billion dollars. Okay, so not that much more. It made 200 million dollars more. Do you got 200 million extra dollars? 0.4 billion. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of money. And especially for, for yes, for a sequel for but a number I, two and, movie. And I think I wasn't excited to see this movie until they let the trailer out with Elsa like fighting in the water and stuff like that. And I was like, that's dope. Great trailer. But um, that was we still a fantastic trailer. Andre I waited the been... entire movie for that scene. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't come until like at least halfway. And it honestly so, doesn't even ruin that part of the movie because there's more of that scene. It's you know still what I cool. Mean? And so Andre and I, we, we've probably been doing this, I would say, the past year. We're like, the first trailer comes out and we're like, cool. And then we don't watch any more trailers until we see the movie. And that's been panning out very well for us. But I'm just comparing it to like how I saw the first Toy Story 4 trailer. And I was like, um, absolutely not. <laughs> but this little snippet scene when we saw it, I was like, oh, my God. Right. Like, we need you know, to see- it's so funny, too, because I never realized how... I don't know. I guess, like, in my consumer brain, that I would assume that when a movie studio puts out a trailer, it's because they're done with the movie, and this is what they want to present to you. Absolutely not. But I never understood that they would, like, just put out what they had or put out what they thought they were going with, and then they could go in a completely other direction with their Yeah, absolutely. I've only learned that really through being with you more that I've learned about movies like that. That happens a lot, because you'll be... Midway through the movie, and you, or or even or even that you finished principal production and you've shot every scene, all the actors are, are done, they've gone home, and you're you're going through, you're editing, and you're like, okay, let's put this in the trailer, let's put this in the trailer, this is all good. And then a couple of weeks later, you realize you have to do reshoots and stuff like that. You go back, you're rewriting pages, you're rewriting scripts, you're rewriting scenes. The actors have to come back in to do different stuff, and then you end up putting a different movie out than necessarily what you put out. They'll in the cut scenes like a week before this thing comes out. That, like people will go to the movie and they're like, "I'm cut." Like <laughs> that can happen nowadays, but back in, in older movies, that didn't happen as often because production took a little bit longer. Yeah. And, and you couldn't edit that quickly. We did watch this, like the original, they were practicing the song, Some Things Never Change, like the four of them. And it was like a video on YouTube and they were doing like, they were singing it, like practicing it. And the lyrics were like 25% different. And it was throwing me off, like majorly. Yeah. Where I was like, what is this? And Andre was like, oh yeah, they change that kind of stuff pretty on, frequently, on fly, like on all the the, on the fly, on the day, all the time. And it just like weirds me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yes. Some things just need to be different. So a hot 200 mil more. What's it? Some things never change, y'all. Some things never change. Um, okay, on Rotten Tomatoes, this oh. movie actually has a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes, Frozen 2. But um, it has an audience score of 92%. 
And if we compare that to the first movie, the first movie had a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes and an 85% audience score. So basically similar. It, it's similar, but but that that Those tomato two. meter, the the reviews were yeah. definitely but not like, what as were, good. But like what were people saying? Like what didn't they like about it? Um, Was it too dark? <laughs> let's see. Which let's, is stuff I like. Let's so. go through a couple of Rotten reviews. Um not much gain against a good deal of loss. All right, that was a bad one to read. Uh, a distressingly unnecessary and fairly tedious sequel. Um, and these these are these are from from critics. I disagree. Um, it makes the world of Frozen feel infinite, even if the characters and the story make it feel like it's a small world after all. Perhaps I should just let it go. All right, pun master. Uh... Uh... <laughs> Um, and then let me read one more. You know that person watched this movie at least four times. Like, <laughs> shut up. I literally watched it three times this week. This person needs to calm down. Uh, this person said, with no surprises, without looking for its female character standout, Frozen 2 disappoints and misrepresents the magical sense that the first installment had. So it, it's just it's just uh, a lot of a lot of it wasn't as good as the first one, and that that kind of brings the score down, I think. Okay. Because of the discrepancies like you were talking about, Emily. Yeah. You know? All right, well, is Louise there? You can't tailor to everybody. So I get where Disney no. has to, like, choose who their audience is. Who, and it's not even who their audience is. It's what audience they want to target. And right. they target that audience and they do the best they can. And I'm cool with that. But it's interesting what they choose to do when they target. Because yeah. they're very obviously going to leave out certain people because some people want happy-go-lucky all the time. Some people want not complex 115 minutes worth of happy or just moving the story along. And this one is not like that. So yeah. it's, it's, it's just very different. And, and it's, it's a different vibe. And, I mean, there are certain Disney movies that all turn on where I'm just like, wow, I need something happy to play in the background or whatever. That This is not one of those movies. This is a movie when I'm like in an emotional move and I want to eat some snacky snacks and drink some wine, then I'm going to watch this movie. You know what I mean? Uh, much like how if I'm picking a so musical... you want to drink wine you put on Disney movies? Sometimes. <laughs> you know what? This is, this is equivalent to me in like earlier years being like, I'm putting on Les Mis. You know what I mean? Like, Oof. you're going to put on... The rough days. <laughs> yeah, but it's so good. But it's so good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like sometimes you just have to. But I don't think kids are going to just be putting this one on. They're still going to put on the first one. You know? Oh, you're right. They'll put on Les They're going to put on Les Mis. Okay, I'll make my comment that I was going to talk about later before we get into this. Because this movie put me in a Broadway mood because of the music, um, the, the new live action Cats came out. And Andre and I were like, yeah, we're going to watch it, right? We poured our wine, we got our snacky snacks, and we made it five minutes, and we turned it off. I, I, I was willing to go further, but at the same time, I knew that sleep would take me over in probably like 25 minutes from then. So uh, I think uh, I, I, need, I would need to be uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I will to, watch uh, Frozen 2 any day over Cats. To get through Cats. Absolutely not. Yeah. I told you I was not watching it. Yeah. Absolutely not. Okay, is Luis there? Does he want to give his rating first, or is he putting he the video is to sleep? Feeding our beautiful baby in the other room, and who knows when he'll be back. He's still feeding the baby. All like, all like, I got popped up through from Luis. You have a number to throw at me, Luis. Siete. Siete. Seven. 
I mean, I think he gave the first one like a three, probably. So. <laughs> I think he gave it higher than three, but uh, but yeah, seven so he's is the... this movie a seven, and that's pretty good for having a, a character that he absolutely despises in it. Right. Because that's what Luis usually fixates on the Olaf. The Olaf. Yeah. The Olaf. Yeah. Okay, Emily, you go. Oh, sorry. Um, no, you go. I'm gonna give it an eight. Eight. It's a good movie, but I'm not giving it an eight because I'm gonna go back and watch it a million times. I'm giving it an eight because it's solid on its own. Solid movie. Good music. I like it. I laughed. It was good. Um, but like you said, Michelle, it's not something that I'm just gonna like throw on in the background because it's not as cheery as some of our other Disney options. Like, Definitely. I know we talk about it, but like Princess and the Frog is on in this house so often because it's so fun. And oh, it's, yeah. I mean, there's some like scary stuff in it, but it's right. just moving. Yeah. This movie, it, it requires a lot more thought, a lot more like self-reflection. It, it just requires more for you to enjoy it. Versus, you have to be in the mood to watch it. Yeah. yeah. So, I agree. But it is a good movie. I yeah. An eight is solid. I mean, that's a good score. I agree with that. I'm going to give this movie an eight and a half. I'm pretty sure I gave Frozen like a nine and a half. Right. So I'm going to knock this one a point down, mainly for the fact that I didn't need Anna's song at all. Um, it didn't have as much humor. But... Did I like the other music and stuff better? Yes, but my thing is, whenever I watch a new movie, that's my obsession, too. Like, that's how I was with Moana, that's how I was with just anything that happens like that, then it's like, this movie is the end-all, be-all. So, yes, I'm, like, obsessed with it right now. But if I'm comparing it to the first one for, like, humor-wise and certain songs where I'm, like, absolutely not, like, Anna really bugged me in this movie. So I'm, like, knocking it down for that, where in the first one I enjoyed her a lot more just as a character, you know? So I'm going to give it an 8.5. I really kind of want to give it a 9 because at least they gave Kristoff more, which made me so, so happy. Mm -hmm. Um, You say that, but, like, for me, I think he was unnecessary. Like, I I loved it. I feel like he could have stayed back with the rest of Arendelle because all he was doing was pining. I like it. Over there. I thought it was cute, but yeah. he could have pined from Arendelle. He didn't have to be with them. Right. Yeah. I don't care. I, I love Kristoff. Um, so it's just like that fine life. I'm like in between an eight and a half and a nine. But am I probably still going to watch it again in a couple weeks? Yeah. Until onwards on TV. And then I'm going to start watching that one too. So we'll see. <laughs> um, it's it's really good. Uh, show yourself 10 out of 10, 12 out of 10, 100 out of 10. I literally can listen to that song all day, but that's exactly how I was with Let It Go when it came out, too. So, Disney... That's I mean, how Andre was when Let It Go came out. Yeah. I remember the story about Andre and Mary Angela in my car, what? like, you need to hear the song, Emily. It's I don't think I heard this. I don't think I heard this. No, yeah, that's... I need video evidence. That's that's very true. Go back and listen to the other episode. I told the story in the Love original it. version. Yeah. That's true. I think I remember that. 
But it's just, and there's there's something about Disney with their magical musical songs. But um, I'm going to make this comment, and I think this is why I'm giving it an eight and a half. I've been in a, our, our world today is kind of bleh, we know this. And when everything in a, gets in a bleh mood for me, I Spotify Disney music on shuffle play on the way to work and on my way home from work. Because otherwise I ain't getting to work if I'm not listening to Disney music. It's just not happening, right? <laughs> and that's why how I know... It's That's true. how I know I've hit a low when the Disney music comes out in the real life. You know what I mean? Not just driving to Disneyland. Oh, no, the Disney music's out now. Um, I'm skipping songs like this because they're too emotional and going to, like, Aladdin, like Prince Ali, or just, like, other 90s, like, happy songs where they're feel-good or, like, Mulan songs, Pocahontas, things like that. But if, like these ones comes on i'm like ah skip because i'm gonna get too emotional and i think <laughs> the disney songs are gearing more towards that like see the light um and like even stuff from moana like how far i'll go they're getting more of these like powerful ballads like yes they did have those before but it was just a much different musical style and vibe to like the current disney movies you know what i mean where i'm like oh, oh i need like can i say shuffle play like 90s Disney music, like, because that's what I need, type of thing. Versus, like, you want you want a ballad. You don't yeah. want like your powerhouse yeah. showstopper. Exactly, but it's just it's interesting that that's where the style of Disney music has definitely gone. Mm. Like, in indefinitely, if you think about it, in the more recent movies. And I mean, it's just me. I'll be like, skip, skip, skip. Oh, look, it's a. Can you feel the love tonight? You know what I mean? Well, like, I don't mean to be rude, but I think that a lot of the time it depends on who their the singers are because they're getting yeah. stronger singers to play these parts. And when you have strong singers, you don't squander the talent. Yeah. And so they're going True. to write songs that have these insane moments of clarity or just just a very strong pinnacle in the scene or whatever because the, the actress can handle it like I'm not yeah. saying Joni Benson like couldn't handle something in like the Little Mermaid but there's not these moments where it's like character is fighting themselves and they're yeah. going to punch through your screen because it's so musically important at yeah yeah I agree you with know? that I agree so that's why I'm just like yeah okay eight and a half that's my final Eight and a half. Eight point five. Uh, Andre. Um, I'm going to give this movie an eight. Yes, I think I I think I agree that um the first one I think I gave a nine or a nine point five as well. And uh, I'm sure I gave it a, I think we both gave it a nine and a half. Yes, uh, uh I, I just looked this up, but uh, our frozen one episode was episode fifty nine. Go back and, and check our scores for us. Yeah, go what listen to this <clears throat> one before you listen yes. to this. But, but I'm telling you that you've already listened to this episode. But um <laughs> at, yeah, at the very end of this one. Um but yeah, I think I think this movie was was quite good. Um but but that that because it it builds on what came before it and not necessarily because it stands alone as as a good movie i i love this movie because it has the great characters that i love uh minus olaf who is definitely diminished from from what he was in the first one and then it has it has several very good songs and very good song sequences and then it has a bunch of really cool action in it like watching elsa throw her magic around like a goddess is is so cool to watch and that that's 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 like 90% 90% of the reason why I would watch this again 
is this just because movie, she looks so cool. Especially in the water scene where she's fighting the horse reminds me of how I felt when Wonder Woman, which I'm not a huge DC fan, but when Wonder Woman from the new, well, it's not new anymore, but the Wonder well, Woman I mean, sequences where she was fighting. Yeah. Yeah. All which, the crossing the trenches with her yeah. shield and she's beating coolest, up soldiers. The absolutely coolest, like, woman empowerment. Yes, yeah. you can do it. All of that. Elsa's like animated. It's yeah. animated, and it's, like, very fake, if you think about it, like, a lot yeah. more than this and that. But, like, Elsa is insane. Very cool. And she did all that barefoot BT dubs. Like, aren't her feet cold? She's walking through, running through Alta Hall, and I'm like, girl. I mean, she don't get cold. She's She's frozen. crazy. <laughs> her anyway. She's cold frozen. as ice. Of course, Alta Hall is frozen. And yeah. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, yeah, the the songs aren't quite as good. The the humor is is not is not quite there, and the the plot, like we've said over and over again, is is really complex. Like like there's layers upon layers upon layers going on in this movie. And I think I think we had talked about it before, but like yeah, they were really targeting a very specific kind of audience in this. They were like, okay, well we had 12 year old girls love this movie. And now 16 years or six years later, those 12 year old girls are 18 now. So we got to make a movie for the 18 year old girls who want a deeper, darker plot. I, I, I'm assuming that's been a good strategy. I mean, it, I, it, it made a lot of money. It obviously was. It made them one point four billion dollars. But it's not my favorite Frozen movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and not that they're catered. One point four billion dollars. <laughs> no. No. I'll ask Alexa what's Andre's net worth. Oh uh, no. We were we were playing this game last night where we were asking we were trying to think in our head like hmm what's Johnny Depp's net worth and then we would ask Alexa like what's Johnny Depp's it's net worth game. and see like who was closest and I'm pretty sure we did that for 20 minutes and went through <laughs> so many people it is absolutely insane. So if you're looking for a fun thing to do while you're in quarantine, people just yeah you can ask yeah you can play ask the Alexa. net worth game. And then it makes you feel real bad about yourself. Yeah, you can ask that go about box offices too, and just see yeah, how much. Yeah, box offices. There you go. Just see how box offices. How many other people have money that you don't? It's a, it's a f- super fun game. Um, hey, you're about yes. to get that stimulus package. Work it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're gonna get a 70 inch TV so we can watch our Disney movies in 4K. Yes. Speaking of which, moving on. We are next week going to be bringing you another brand new Disney movie. Yeah, we're moving forward. We're moving forward. With this podcast, we're moving onward. Onward and upward. We are going to watch the 2020 film. Keep moving onward. 2020 Pixar film, Onward. This is our newest movie. This is our newest movie that we've we've ever done. We've never done a movie this fresh off off the theater. It should still be in theater, so we've definitely never done a movie this fresh. Uh, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the freshest movie we could possibly be doing. It's fresh. Um, yes. So, so join us next week for that. We'll we'll be we'll be talking about onward. Um, hit us Elves up on and, and a different kind of magic, right? We're gonna move. We're yes. gonna transition to a different kind of magical realm. We're moving magics, moving magics, and then different trolls. Right? Are there trolls? Yeah. Onward. I don't remember. Uh, there. Oh, I don't remember. Different There's point of years. It's 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 coming our way. Um. So, yeah, so join us for that next week. In the meantime, keep up with us on the Internet. We know you're on it. You don't have anything else to do. Go to social media. Go to at the Walt Vault Pod. Um, look us up. Leave a comment. Let us know what you thought about Frozen 2. Did you like Frozen 1 better than Frozen yes. 2 or vice Emily, versa? Emily, you should do one of those polls 
Frozen 1 or Frozen 2? Yeah, pull that it up. I need to know. Um, go there, send us an email. Oh, actually, you know what? I have an email for us to read. Ooh, an email. Uh, just bring it up real we quick. We like the emails. We, we received We an, like the email. <laughs> we received yeah. an email uh, earlier today, in fact, um, from a Carrick. Carrick says, hey, guys, I'm definitely a late bloomer to the show. Started about one and a half weeks ago, and I'm only on episode 25. That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, but I just wanted to say, you're the highlight of my day. I listen to you all day at work, and my coworkers are always wondering why I'm crying laughing. Thank you for being awesome. So, oh, that's so sweet. Thank Thanks, you, Carrick. We, we really appreciate the, the love. Uh, if you want to leave us some love, you can send an email to contact at thewaltvaultpod.com. We'll read your message on the show and react to it. Or you could se- uh, send a review to iTunes or to YouTube or to, to Spotify, wherever you review and get your podcast. Throw a review up there. That that helps us out. And and give us a rating as well. I have a question. Could you hear the baby crying? Uh, just a little a bit. A little bit. It, it was Luis. Oh. What? <laughs> just kidding. It was Luis. Oh. <laughs> I was like, Taking man. Taking a picture of Dougie. He's sleeping on Andre's uh, podcast equipment. It's really cute. Yeah. Well, that was Luis crying, which is also very cute. Oh. Wait, why was oh, wow. he crying? He wasn't really crying. It was the baby. Baby. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's what happens when you're I like to wine. think of uh, Louise. of Louise crying like that a lot though. Old man negative. Now he's <laughs> old man baby. <laughs> old man baby. Um. Yeah. So go go to go to all those places. Help us out. Support us here at the Wall Vault in these dark dark times. Um. As we bring you more and more content. Uh. Also go over to Patreon.com/slash/TheWallVault. You can help support us there. It's very cheap. We we'll give you a little extra content that you can uh that we can throw your way. Which uh, I have I, something to talk about. Oh yes. Ooh. 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 So we got some, we got some tea. A crack mm. will be Come happening. Come listen to the tea on mm. Patreon.com/slash/TheWaltVault. Uh, so go, so go there, sign up, and you'll get a whole extra podcast out of us uh, to listen to while you're sitting at home or watching people walk by outside. Um, all right, that's it for this week, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for coming by to the Walt Vault here. Uh, we will see you next week for some onward goodness. The vault is now closed. Bye.